0: Hi friends, I'm Mandy and I'm Missy and we're the Wayward Homesteaders. In this podcast we will talk about homesteading and homeschooling. We will cover topics like food preservation, gardening, unschooling, and all the things we enjoy doing with our families.
1: Grow with us as we talk about creating a homestead full of poop, plants, permaculture, and everything in between.
0: Hey everybody, it's Manny from Chapel Hill Forge. And it's Missy from Homesteading Root. So today we're going to be talking about chicks. And I know that sounds a little off because it's November 17th. And why are we talking about chickens? Nobody gets chickens in November. But it is time to start thinking about what your spring setup is going to be. Are you going to order chicks ahead? If you want really specific breeds... You know, and really since COVID, um, chicks have been selling out. And if you want like meat chickens, I know when I looked at meat chickens last year at Murray McMurray Hatchery, it was um, months out until we could get meat chickens, especially if you wanted anything besides like a Cornish cross, if you wanted a Freedom Ranger or anything like that. Um, so it's time to start thinking about that stuff, especially if you're not already set up. So today we're going to talk kind of from two perspectives. Missy and Jeremy are in the setup phase um, and learning from our mistakes, <laughs> doing all the things I, right that I did wrong in the last five years. Um, and then we'll talk a little bit about what our setup is and what my plan is moving forward because some of my flock is three and four years old. Um, but then I do have obviously I have some fresh ones. So um, as far as setup goes, so let's talk about your setup. So what's your guys' plan? So to recap, they're on, um, just over two acres. Um, they have really nice pasture space. They have a lean-to off the back of their barn. Um, but no, like, chicken coop yet. Right. So guys.
1: So our plan is, um, we're probably going to brood them in the barn. We are getting a pellet stove, actually, this weekend. Dad's going to come help Jeremy install that. Um, And our chicks are not coming until the week of March 27th. So I'm hoping most of the freeze will be done by then, but you never know. Um, So we'll probably brood them in the barn. And then our plan is to, at this moment, I keep switching it up, but (laughs) our plan at the moment is to rotate them. So I think we're going to build a chick shawl like uh, Justin Rhodes builds and kind of move them along behind the cow as we... You know, once we get a cow, um, as we rotate the cow through pasture. That's the plan right now. I'm struggling with having like a designated um, spot for them to be because we have like a swale that kind of runs through the bottom part of our pasture. And we haven't been there long enough yet to know if with heavy rains, does that overflow? Does that hold water? Is it moving water? All that stuff yet. So I feel like that's kind of already like an iffy area. And then if I take a section of that, and keep it designated to a stationary coop or something. We're gonna have extra mud and, you know, we can and do. And you're in the valley. Right. Yeah. We could do wood chips and that kind of stuff, but I just feel like, you know, now it's like hard to get wood chips or find any um, local. So I don't know what that. So I think what we're gonna do is for this first year, it's our first time with with chicks. So we're you gonna. You had chickens in Washington
0: Washingtonboro, right? Kind we of. did,
1: but they were like completely free range. Yeah. Like, I think we had one of those little tiny, like, mail order Hilarious. and we had like 12 chickens and not with jeremy no yeah yeah and we were like oh it says it holds 10 well 12 will squeeze in there well you know (laughs) like that was retarded But, um, so yeah, so all of this is new to us, but we're excited. Just give it a try and I'm sure we'll make mistakes and do things different next year, but.
0: Oh God. um, Well, don't feel bad because you've watched all my mistakes unfold in front of your eyes. Well, we
1: bought, we got 15 laying hens. I'm lying. We got 13 laying hens, two roosters, and then we have 15 meat birds, coming too so this will be interesting to see because it'll be fun all at once (laughs) well and i you know like i said i can advise you on
0: all the shit that i did wrong (laughs) so okay our setup basically when we okay when we moved here we didn't have chickens um we got chickens maybe the spring after here so 2017 i think i've had three rounds of chickens that have been completely annihilated by predators because i didn't know what i was doing So we had like three white leghorns. You remember them? He used to like wander the barn. (laughs) They'd crap all over Zad's tools. He'd get so pissed. (laughs) Um, So they had like a little tiny coop and they eventually, I think Zad killed Bruce because he was kind of an ass. He used to chase Bud. Um, And then the, the two girls I think died. And then the next year I think we started with maybe eight. We just got a variety from Tractor Supply. Um, and we think a raccoon got in because they were like torn to bits and it was a mess. So they were all gone. And I feel like there was another like annihilation somewhere in there that I'm forgetting. But we've had a solid um, run of chickens now since I'm guessing 2019. I'm thinking yeah 19, 20, 21. Yeah. So we, we have a few girls in there that are three or four years old. Um, I have several girls that are one year old because I got them from a friend who was getting rid of a bunch this year. That was when I had my whole like laying, uh, you know, dry spell and it was miserable and it was right at the beginning of spring and everybody's getting a hundred eggs and I was getting friggin' zero because I brought in new girls and my girls are pissed about it. Um, so I, I, have several age ranges now a mistake that I made that Missy will not make (laughs) is I should have leg banded my girls so that I know that okay these the green girls are uh three years old the pink girls are two years old the white girls are blue you know whatever they're one year old whatever so I wish I would have done that from the beginning so I think I was thinking through this yesterday I think what I'm gonna do is maybe just band everybody that's in there now um, because I'm not getting a a bad amount of eggs. I don't honestly know how many chickens I have. I probably have 60 or 70 maybe. And I probably have, um, I don't know, eight roosters. It changes. <laughs> Zad, threw a, <laughs> Zad threw a piece of wood at one the other day. He's doing fine. He was crowing at like 3 a.m. and Zad was over it. Um,
1: he, like, came downstairs,
0: went outside, got a piece of wood, and chucked it. It was, like, 2 o'clock in the morning. I can't. It was ridiculous. Um. So, anyway, so we do have several roosters. Um, I know that we're getting fertilized eggs because I've hatched them in the incubator. We also had a broody hen this year, which was really fun. So, this was the first time that I let a girl be broody on her eggs, and she hatched one. And Missy and I were having this conversation, and we were talking about, like, it goes back to the whole goat thing. If you've heard me have that conversation about whether I should wean or bottle feed or whatever ultimately with my goats, I just let the babies nurse off the mom for the first eight weeks. And then, um, you know, we transitioned them into their own space and I started milking her, but I sort of took the same philosophy with the chickens and that chick that was hatched from the broody hen, you know, I'm like, okay, well, do I give her chick feed? And then do I do, um, yep. The feed in the middle uh grower feed and then do I do layer feed and whatever. Zad's like if she was in nature this I say she, like I know it's a girl. If this little chick was in nature, you know, it would just eat bugs and it would follow its mom around. And that is exactly what happened. And the mom like had a girlfriend. It was like it was like me and Missy and it like raised this little baby. <laughs> and it like followed it around for weeks on weeks and weeks and it taught it how to eat and forage and you know scratch and whatever and it was just the coolest thing to watch and that chick's probably 3 months old at this point it's doing great it wanders around with everybody no one ever picked on it it was like the coolest decision we ever made was to just let that chick do its thing so i'm going to do a little bit of that next year i'm just going to let whatever hens want to be broody be broody um i usually bring in 5 or 6 dozen eggs a day so i'm not super concerned about like losing eggs because I let them be broody um we'll probably do some in the incubator too I try not to put all my eggs in one basket Uh um so we'll probably get some from Tractor Supply we'll probably do some in the incubator and we'll probably have some be broody um but anyway so my setup now is I have one large like nicer coop that we spent like you know, too much money on. And, um, it's probably eight by 10 ish. And then we have another coop that's a lot smaller. It's maybe like six by four. And then we have just like a really like chintzy one that (laughs) magically I get like a million eggs out of, but it is like a little chintzy like tractor supply coop. Um, so anyway, all those girls kind of spread out across that. We have a large run. Missy was talking about rotating and I've talked about my struggles with rotating just because of the woods and whatever. So right now we have the electric fence out around the garden. I should have closed up the garden by now, but I haven't finished it. So I'm just letting the chickens like run around in the garden and do whatever, which is working great. They're getting extra food, supplementing the feed. Um, so for now, we're not really rotating our laying hens. I am doing, like Missy said about the wood chips, we are basically doing a carbon diaper in there. Um, so we're just loading in wood chips, old flowers, the dead stuff from the garden, leaves from yards we know weren't sprayed, um, Any of that kind of stuff and just essentially making our own compost in there. I mean, we had a good bit of rain the other day, maybe an inch or two. I'm I'm not sure how much there was, but it was a lot of rain and it was, it was muddy in the coop, but it was not as muddy as it's been in the past. And I only started the carbon diaper maybe, I don't know, maybe two months ago. So I'm pretty happy with how that's going. I think as I keep building that up, it'll get better. Um... So, that's what our setup is like, Um, and it works. I mean, they have a good, I think they have 200 feet of fence, um, so they have a lot of room, and whenever I talk about our eggs as far as selling them to customers, I always just say I have hens with room to roam, Um, because I do have a lot of free rangers, and I do have girls that lay eggs in the goat barn, and behind trees, and under plants, and in the toilet, and the garden, and you know, whatever. Uh, Zad likes to make toilets into lawn decor, so they like to lay eggs in there. Um, So, I do have plenty of free rangers, but then my other girls just kind of wander in that space so that's what our setup is like um so let's talk about types of chicks ordering chicks all of that so missy so this is very exciting for missy because she you know she doesn't have a flock so she's starting her flock off um with really a lot more knowledge than when i started i literally just walked into tractor supply and was like oh blue green and pink <laughs> let's right. pick those and go home and figure out what to do with them so she's going to talk about what kind they're getting and kind of why she chose them
1: so I kind of did the same thing when I went I went on um Murray McMurray's website and I had gotten the catalog maybe hmm, four months ago and I was like I want to order chicks now I want to order chicks now oh I it's like on, the seed catalog it's right terrible. exactly I went online and like everything was sold out well rightfully so because it wasn't like chick time so um I went on their website like as soon as we got settled in our house and there were ones that were available and I was like I know that I want like a variety of colors I want some green I want some I want some brown, I want some blue, I want some cream. Because I know you all have caught wind of this, but eggs kind of skeeze (laughs) me at times. And if I have to open up the coop or whatever and there's poopy eggs, they at least better be pretty. Um, So I just did some research on, and I actually learned a lot while I was researching what type of chicks to get. Um so some chickens okay so each chick is born with the amount of eggs it's that they're going to lay in a lifetime.
0: I actually only learned that this year. Yeah,
1: yeah. So if you get a chicken that's bred to lay through the winter and everything, you're going to have less eggs in their lifetime because they're not taking that, you know, off season or whatever. So that was like fascinating to me. So I I always thought that was fascinating. And I'd always look and it would say like 260
0: eggs a year or whatever. Um, And yeah, I had no idea that they were born. I
1: mean, I think women are the same way. Like I think I have the
0: amount of eggs that I'm going to have and that's it. Right. Fascinating.
1: Yeah. So I did learn that. And then I kind of was like, I went under like the green section and I looked to see like each breed, how many they lay. And I kind of figured maybe it would be cool to get like one or two that do lay all year um just to see how that goes and if it's true that like in the winter they don't stop um and also we're not a lot colder but you would be surprised as to the temperature difference from our house and even at mandy's it's it was six degrees difference just coming you know down to visit and so they're uh, at our house now in
0: lancaster and they got A couple inches of snow the other day and we got I mean nothing we just got stupid rain
1: yeah so then I was also looking at ones that were good for like colder temperatures and that don't really you know aren't really bothered by um the temperature fluctuation that kind of thing so I picked out like a couple from each color range and then I also was thinking okay well if I want to get if I want some blue eggs maybe I'll get a cream rooster so that when they you know Fertilize the egg, and then we have if we incubate it and have a chick, maybe that chick will lay like teal eggs. I don't know. I have all (laughs) kinds
0: of crazy colors that I know when I bought them, these were not, it's because they're mixed, they're barnyard mix or whatever you want to call them.
1: Right. Yeah. So I just kind of went through and wrote down what ones looked cool, the ones that freaked me out. Like, did you see the like naked? naked necked chickens i was like that is a face only a mother could oh god and some of them are really cute like
0: the one that jeremy's dad had with the floppy head head. we had one named tina turner for a while but she wasn't laying any eggs so she was out they're called swedish no polish that's what they are they're polish yeah um and then we had some silkies once, but man they're a pain if they have like the webbed feet fuzzy feet business like they're subject to mites a lot and one of ours got mites and so i said the heck with that we just get the ones that don't have furry feet don't have any of the special business like i just want colorful eggs but i don't need all the cute like i don't name my chickens no no, we did okay i lie we had bruce bruce was named but bud was like six and he thought this was fun and we only had three chickens i have 70 friggin chickens now i am not naming my chickens
1: yeah we just kind of went with you know the basic there was like all the Poofy-headed ones, the Mm -hmm. poofy-footed ones, the naked-neck ones, all that kind of stuff. (laughs) And I was like, "No, I think for the first year we're just gonna do like simple." So we did like we got some Americanas, we got like Buff Orpingtons, Orpingtons. Orpington. Um, we got these ones that are kind of cool. They're called Salmon Favorelli. I saw those. I've never heard of them before. Yeah, and I think I got a pinkish. Yeah, egg. i got a rooster of that one too so that'll oh, be Oh, that's fun i might borrow him yeah um so we got some brahmas we oh we're getting They're a, a freeze yeah a free surprise chick so who knows oh, what that'll free be surprise.
0: oh uh, my gosh when missy sends
1: me this list i'm like
0: oh my gosh i've never heard of the breed free surprise i, I wonder cannot, what color they like i cannot
1: know. um we got whiting true greens uh there was another one i think i have some of those okay was, i think i got them could, at Tractor supply actually Oh, I, my goal is to, and if anybody knows where I can get these, I want some of those lavender ones. Mm -hmm. But there's a couple people in Lancaster that sell them. Murray McMurray doesn't even expect to get them this
0: year. I've found that the most fun one for me to get is Easter Eggers because Mm. it's, you never know what you're going to get. Yeah, that would be fun. I have some, I mean, if you've ever seen my pictures like on Instagram, I have like, the only colors I really don't have is I don't have a purpley one. I don't have a dark, dark green, and I don't have a dark, dark brown. Dark like, I don't have any green. dark Chocolate Moran or any, yeah. like, I don't have any of that. I do have, obviously, I have browns. I would love a dark chocolate brown. And I and I have I have dark-ish green. I have, like, an army green, but I don't have any, like, deep green. Like, olive green. Oh, man, I would love that. Oh, olive fun. Eggers are fun, too. I do have a bunch of Olive Eggers. I usually, man, if I see Easter Eggers at Tractor Supply, I scoop them up. Because yeah. they're always, so you know. Tractor Supply carry, like, different breeds? I thought they would just carry just, like... So, the ones that they get are from... Ones. Is it Meyer Hatchery, I think? Um, and they have all kinds of breeds, but it's a crapshoot. You walk Mm -hmm. in and, like, there'll be six tubs in there, and they're, like, one is white leghorns, one is silkies, one... And some... They carry meat chickens. You can get Cornish Cross. You can go in and get those. I've gotten... Always gotten my broad-breasted white commercial turkeys Mm -hmm. from there. I always have to say that, like, very slowly. (laughs) Um... We've always gotten them from there, but it's a crapshoot. Like, one year we went in, and they only had eight. Well, then, like, last
1: year we went in, they had 18. Oh, so we just got them all. So I that... An, good. Another interesting thing would be um, to contact Tractor Supply, and, like, it could be, like, another source of income. And if you have specialty breeds, mm. see if they would buy them from you. Yeah. Um, or you
0: you can always just sell them on... People are always looking. Yeah. Like if you source lavender, whoever's... Yes, right. People would buy those up in a second.
1: Yeah, Jeremy's brother-in-law works... He's like high up at Tractor Supply, and he's going to be in our house for Thanksgiving. Jeremy's like, talk to him about it and oh, see, heck like, yeah. well at least
0: get the deal right.
1: And I'm see almost if they do sure that.
0: they use Meyer Hatchery because I've had to talk to Meyer a couple times. Um, yeah, so I don't like, know if you to be licensed or you know, yeah. what all that is. But. So on that note, if you've never ordered chicks before, um, if you're going to get your chicks in the mail, you know when you first. Here, oh, you're going to get chicks in the mail. You're like, this is weird. I'm going to get a live animal in the mail. So, like, your post office will call you and say, we have your chicks. You go up to the post office. You get them, whatever. Um, and usually they're all alive. I have gotten shipments where I've had a dead one or two. Like, tractor supplies policy, I think, is like if there's five or more, they replace them or something. I I've never ordered from Murray McMurray. And they're definitely a lot more reputable than... Yeah. You know, and whatever. The chicks that I've gotten from Tractor Supply have been fine. We've been eating their eggs, and they're all good, and it's fine. Uh, But Murray McMurray definitely is a little bit more, like, I've listened to a podcast by their owner, and they're very focused on, like, um, the conditions where they're raised and whatever. I don't know what the condition of the ones are that come from Tractor Supply.
1: So the other thing that was interesting, too, is when I ordered, at the end, um, it asked if I wanted these vaccines. Oh,
0: yeah. Did you say no?
1: I didn't. Oh. Is that bad? Uh,
0: I don't vaccinate. I mine.
1: okay, so I wasn't going to, but then I was like, okay, well, maybe if if they're my first set, True. I'll get them vaccinated, so that if I bring other ones in. And they're, like, infected. Because I know I'm going to go to traffic right. supply and get some. You know I am. <laughs> and if I bring them in and they're they're infected, they're not going to infect my whole flock. True. True. So, I've never had any
0: issues. And, I mean, frankly, even during this avian flu
1: thing, I yeah. know this is going
0: to sound so, like, irresponsible of me. But I did not clean my friggin' boots. Are you kidding? I'd have to clean my boots every five minutes going in now that coop. Ridiculous we didn't do any of that mess and honestly everybody was fine the issue that I had with my girls I think they were just pissed that I brought in of course this was going on the same time avian flu was going on mm-hmm. so that's what, but they had no symptoms like when they have avian flu they're like coughing and like they look like, like sickly yeah. sickly and mine didn't look sickly they were just pissed because I brought in 30 new girls and what are they doing on my turf Right. so um, I've never I'll be curious to see how that goes I've never gotten vaccinated chicks yeah um, I don't think it'll be a problem I, I don't just, either
1: and I think you know, I don't know. Like, do they vaccinate them before they send them to Tractor Supply? Well, exactly. Because, like, I don't you know. Don't even know. Yet. I have so, no clue.
0: And I'm sure they don't know if you Right. Ask. I
1: thought, you know what? This is my first time. I'd rather not lose that much money and all the work. I'm going to do that. And then if I bring some in from Tractor Supply and they're infected, they at least won't infect my ones from Murray and McMurray. And yeah. we'll
0: just watch And I don't think that's a bad plan. I think yeah. that'll be fine. Um. So... Yeah, if you're going to get them from the mail, you know, uh, my recommendation always is we use, like, the big county line tubs from Tractor Supply as brooders. But, frankly, you can use whatever. You can use a $5 tub from Walmart. You can use a cardboard box. I wouldn't do that because it'll get wet. But, you know, whatever. You can use whatever you want as a brooder. Some people set up, like, some plywood, depending on how many they're doing, especially if you get a big round of meat chickens. I know I've watched a lot of people just kind of section off a corner of their their barn or their shed or garage or whatever it is that they have, um, and just put their bedding down in there. So I always, like, set up the brooder, put the bedding in. Um, Some people do newspaper. I don't do newspaper personally because it can make – it can. they don't, like, break their legs, but they can get – there's some word for it, and their legs get all squirrely and whatever. So I personally don't do newspaper. We just do bedding. The first, like – it's kind of like a newborn. So the first like week of chicks, you're like, oh, wow, this is so easy. They don't smell and blah, blah, blah. And they sleep all the time. And then you get into week two and you're like, oh, God, what did I get into? Like then you're changing the friggin' bedding every two days because it stinks. They're spreading water everywhere. They're kicking their feet in the water. So, um, yeah, the first week is honeymoon phase. And then after that, you're really in for it. So I always set up the brooder, put the bedding in. Um, Zad, because we live in a loft style house when we were brooding the chicks in the house, Zad would rig the water and the food up from the ceiling because then they weren't kicking bedding in the water and all of that crap. Um, When we brooder chicks this coming year, I think we're probably going to try to brooder them in my grain shed um, just because doing them in the house, they do eventually start to smell. That was always our gauge. Like when they hit teenager phase, which I always say is around like eight to 10 weeks, like, Their asses are going outside because they stink. Oh, and it's like the teenage boy armpits. One hundred percent. And like meat chickens and meat turkeys are exactly the
1: same. Like
0: oh, and they're the worst. They get to like two weeks and they just are awful, awful.
1: Right. It's like this moistness. It is. It's a moist
0: think so yeah so have your brooder set up as soon as you um you know you know like missy nocers are coming march 27th or whatever shipping that that week you know like the week before she'll want to like have her brooder set up have the water have the feed you know when you start with your chicks you need to do chick feeding grit they need to have access to both because their little bodies can't digest the food so you put the grit in and kind of breaks it up um and it's just free choice you know free choice for grit um, we do free choice for food Because they don't eat that much when they're little yeah. So whatever um, And that's kind of all you need um, At that point we don't do toys and extra
1: nonsense They
0: just here's where you live now I think we
1: were looking at the They're called like tray, warming yeah. trees Where they can go under versus mm-hmm. the light Because they'll be in the barn And I don't want like something to happen and start a fire or whatever So I think yeah. we're we were looking at those. Um, I know a lot of people Jess. really like those. Yeah, Jess from Roots and Refuge, they use those. And you can, like, raise them. As mm-hmm. they get taller, you can raise them. I think we're
0: We've do. always done a light. And basically, again, Zad would hang it from the ceiling. But then, like, so they need to be 95 degrees or 100 or 95 degrees week one. And then you. we have a thermometer that we keep in there. And it kind of – I think it's actually a chicken thermometer because it says, like, okay, week two, now you're at 90 degrees. Week three, you're at 85 degrees. whatever, And we lift the lamp as we go. Um, now, like Missy said, I may go with a warming tray option if I'm going to put them in the grain shed. Because when it's in the house, obviously I know if it started a fire, I'm in the house. Right. Um, but if it's in the grain shed, I'm not going to know. And that's a lot of freaking money to go up in flames. So the warming tray is not a bad idea. We'll have to do a podcast about that yeah. in the spring and, you know, how how we feel about all of that. So that's kind of how you just want to be set up for chicks if you're not you know, if you haven't done chicks before and you'll find what works for you. I mean, we've changed our brooder situation 10 times in all the chick. We have broodered hundreds and hundreds of chicks uh, at this house. So, you know, and we always figure out, oh, duh, this is easier. Why didn't we do it this way? Um, So that's, that's the story with broodering. And then once they get into the coop, so something I wanted to make sure I talked about is we have transitioned to a deep litter method And when Missy was here in June, I was telling her about that. So I used to, like, get all stressed out because I'd, like, go in and it would smell. And then I'd pull out all the bedding and then I'd put in new bedding and blah, blah, blah. And it was a whole big process. And like in the spring i think i started doing deep litter so what i do is i put in all their shavings we just get like pine shavings or whatever um you can get the bricks Tractor supply we actually get them from this alternator place so amish they sell alternators and bedding um <laughs> oh so we always get it from there because it's a little bit cheaper like and we metal should... and bananas it's fantastic bird and hand farm supply right. you can get your bananas your yogurt and your dewalt drills so anyway we do a good thick layer of bedding if it starts to smell at all like in the summertime sometimes I'll have to throw in some baking soda so I buy like bulk baking soda from Sam's Club and I just keep a bunch of bags on hand um honestly I don't use it that much once you get a really good system going with your deep litter it really shouldn't smell um and then I just every like week or so every two weeks I just throw a layer of bedding on top and then I just take my little you know you can use a shovel or a pitchfork or whatever you have I have one of those little flat headed I'm sure it has some name yeah. well if our husbands are here they would tell us exactly <laughs> what it is some little flat thing and I just kind of turn it and I do the same thing in the goat barn I just throw the straw in there like right now I have a good probably 8 inches of straw in the goat barn because I want to keep them warm and the babies are I say babies, like they're like six months old, um, but you know, they're still smaller than a full size goat. So I want them to stay warm. So we have, you know, but I just go in there and I just turn it and I just throw some fresh straw on top. Um, and eventually probably in the spring or I was going to do it this fall, but I just didn't get to it. Um, I'll go in with a shovel and I'll pull all that out and I can throw it in the compost pile. If I was going to do it now, which I may still do it, we'll see. I could just pile it in the garden beds. And then either put cardboard on top or put wood chips or whatever and let all that compost in. So, chicken poop is hot. You can't just take chicken poop bedding and put it right on the garden. It's going to burn your plants. Unlike bunny poop or goat poop, which is not hot, and you can put that right in the garden. Um, so, anyway, my my plan really was to get all that bedding out. But when you do the deep litter method, you really only need to clean out your coops like – Every six months to a year, and frankly, I'm coming up on pre- maybe nine months, and you would never know. And if you like, if you really do some good turning, I have amazing compost sitting in that. You do in yeah. that chicken shed, and compost is expensive. So anyway, you don't have to do it that way. If you're doing it like an old way, or traditional way, or whatever, you can throw it in the compost. We've tried the sand method. You saw mm-hmm. that we had that a couple years ago. Yeah. I liked it, except it always compacted down. And then I could not... It was like chipping concrete. It was awful. So I don't like that method. Personally, I wouldn't go that route. Um,
1: Yeah, so that's... Did you guys talk about bedding? Do you know what your plan is? Oh, I guess if
0: you're going to move them.
1: Rotate, yeah. So what are you going to do in the
0: winter if you're going to rotate them?
1: I don't know. I have to do some more research This was always my
0: struggle
1: with the rotating. Right, um... We're hoping to get a greenhouse at some point, and then we probably would put them in the greenhouse for the winter. I thought about and then that they too. Could just And know, if you only had like, I mean, I guess depends how big your greenhouse
0: is. My greenhouse yeah. is only like eight by ten. Yeah. So it'd never hold everybody,
1: right? Yeah. So and let them work through the greenhouse and clean that up while they're you know warm in there. Yeah. Um, depending on I guess when we get our greenhouse, that hopefully it'll be before next winter
0: the nice thing is too you're not starting with an enormous flock like you could rotate your meat birds you only have those for eight weeks they don't need a winter structure if you get these guys in the spring we have plenty of time to get something set up so um a couple of things i wanted to just my little words of wisdom about chicks that i chicks and chickens that i've learned along the way um so zad and jeremy are out there today getting our waters ready for winter so in the past We've done all kinds of things. We've done a heat lamp that's on the water. We've switched the water out every day. We've done all the pain in the ass things that come with trying to keep water from freezing in the winter. So our plan for this year, and I'll keep you posted, but I think it's going to work, is we are going to drop stock tank heaters down in our rain barrels, which is how we feed our our water our chickens. And then we have a big IBC container For the goats. So, the stock tank heaters are going to get dropped down in those, and the thought is that it will keep the water moving, it'll keep it warm, and it won't freeze. (laughs) Stay tuned, we'll let you know how it goes. (laughs) Um, Zad has a great, and I really should do a YouTube video on this, but Zad has a great setup for our chickens. We have two old rain barrels. Um, We don't actually collect the rain in them, we do fill them from the hose, um, just because it's just a lot less leaf litter and nonsense if we just go f- with the hose um and then he rigged up you know he's like macgyver so he did like these pipes and like these little nozzles and i don't know nipples. this whole freaking <laughs> yeah there's nipples and cups and the whole deal um so we have a really great watering system for the chickens um and for the goats he did this whole little cup thing and their nose touches it this is for chicks and for goats their nose touches it the water comes out it's magical I'd never come up with this crap. I'd be hauling friggin' water right. in a, in my little tractor supply watering jug <laughs> and hauling it over there in three feet of snow. So um, if you're going to get chickens or goats or cows or whatever you're doing, um, really take some time to think through your watering system. because And this is my fault because I'm a hasty animal buyer. I would just buy things, bring them home, and then All right. Sorry, friends, we are having a lot of technical difficulties with Anchor. But what I was saying is, if you, um, you know, plan ahead with your systems, it'll just make your life a lot easier. So I hope that you learned something today about chickens. If you guys have questions, as always, reach out to us and we hope you have a great day.